Hello and welcome to Catholic Parents Online, a podcast where we share tips and resources on Catholic parenting. This is brought to you by the Theology of the Body Parenting Team of the Apostolate for Catholic Truth. Presented with the lens of the Theology of the Body, we will see how we can be a sincere gift of ourselves to our kids in ways that will help them find true happiness and flourish in accordance with God's wonderful plan for each and every one of them. My name is John Hui and I'm your host for this podcast. Many of us think that eros or sexual desire is the attraction to and perhaps the desire to have sex with another person. And chastity is simply the avoidance of sexual intercourse or maybe even the annihilation of sexual desire within us altogether. But this is simply far, far from the truth. In order to understand what these terms really mean, let us once again turn to Pope St. John Paul II's Theology of the Body that we discussed briefly in Episode 2 of the series. You would remember some of the concepts that we brought up, namely, 1. We are made in the image and likeness of God. 2. Since God is love and we are made in His image, we will find fulfillment only when we love as He loves. 3. God exists as an eternal exchange of love in the Holy Trinity. So made in the image and likeness of the Holy Trinity, we too are made for loving communion. 4. This call to loving communion is stamped right here in our male and female bodies. The fruitful love of husband and wife in the union of their bodies is meant to image Trinitarian love, a love which is free, total, faithful, and fruitful. Not only are we designed for that union, to love as God loves in all our masculinity and in all our femininity, we are also given a desire for that union. Now, with this in mind, we can now have some idea of what sexual desire is. But to understand it even better, let us turn to what Pope St. John Paul II described as original nakedness. One of the original experiences of man, male and female, that is, before the fall, yeah? Referring to the verse, quote, And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed, unquote, found in Genesis chapter 2, verse 25, St. John Paul II tells us that this verse presents one of the key elements of the original revelation. Now, why were they not ashamed? Because they looked at each other as God looked at them. They saw God's plan of love inscribed in their naked bodies. They saw each other as only God would see. And it was very good. And with that, their only desire was to love as He loves in and through their bodies. They saw and knew each other with all the peace of the interior gaze, as Pope St. John Paul II tells us. And as they looked at each other as God would look in love, they were not afraid of the other's gaze. Because perfect love casts out fear, as we hear in the first letter of St. John chapter 4, verse 18. And this is how our first parents experienced sexual desire, how they experienced eros, as a desire to love the other as God loves, in a sincere gift of self to the other that was free, total, faithful, and fruitful. In fact, Pope St. John Paul II said that the fullness of Eros implies the upward lifting of the human spirit to what is true, good, and beautiful, so that what is erotic also becomes true, good, and beautiful. 
which is also why Pope Benedict XVI in his encyclical Deus Caritas Est, God is Love, said that Eros and Agape are actually one. He said that Eros is so purifying as to become one with Agape. Now, what is the opposite of love? Many of us would think it is hate, wouldn't we? But for St. John Paul II, the opposite of love is not so much hatred, but lust. A disordered state of experiencing sexuality. Before the fall, our first parents experienced sexual desire as a desire to be a total self-gift of one to the other. In a love that was free, total, faithful, and fruitful. But after the fall, instead of experiencing it as a desire to love as God loves, instead of being gift to the other, they experienced lust. A desire instead to use the other, to grasp the other for one's own gratification, whether it is physical or emotional gratification. And isn't that what we so often experience today? Where we continuously have to struggle with and battle for the purity of our hearts? And it is an uphill battle, is it not? But be not afraid. As Pope St. John Paul II often does in his teachings, he invites us to allow Jesus into our lives to be our Redeemer and Saviour, to change our hearts, to remove the hardness of our hearts, and to purify them in His love. Not only will we find peace and happiness, we will also find liberation. Liberation not just from our weakened nature, but also liberation for greatness, to love and other as Christ loves and as God had meant us to love from the moment He created us. Now, we know sexual desire is powerful, is it not? Some commentators have compared it to a raging river which, if not controlled or managed, can cause immense destruction. But if we were to say, put up dams and irrigation channels at strategic points along the river, the energy of the raging waters may not only be controlled, but also put to good use allowing us to harness electricity from its power and redirecting the water to irrigate the surrounding land, providing life, foliage and fruits for the benefits of all. Likewise, many have therefore compared the virtues which act like these dams and irrigation channels in directing our sexual desire to where it can give life and authentic love. In particular, chastity. As the Catechism tells us, quote, the chaste person maintains the integrity of the powers of life and love placed in him, which ensures the unity of the person, unquote. And it is chastity that we will discuss at the next episode. What does chastity really mean? How can we live it? And how can we form our children in this virtue? How can we prepare and guide our children for this journey ahead? So, till we meet again, take care and God bless you and your family always. Goodbye.